13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meets and we're still on the space hype on the Fun Kids Meets podcast because uh, on Fun Kids, Mission Transmission is in full swing. If you listen to our episode with KidsBot Kids last week, you'll know that we've launched an exciting new project where we're going to send the first ever radio show into space. And George, who joins us today? Hello, George. Oh, hello, Sean. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. You've been chatting to uh, a soon-to-be NASA astronaut, an aspiring astronaut you know what i feel like there was a mistake at fun kids hq i feel like they rang dan up and was like are you around dan for a science kind of interview about space and he was like oh no i'm on holiday and then they called um bex up and she was like oh um, yeah no I, i'm busy and then they called robot up and he was like no sorry i'm uh, i'm too big time for this and they were like oh george so i was like yeah do I want to chat to a future NASA astronaut 100%? Um, so I don't know how it's happened, Sean. I don't know why I was asked because I don't, that, you know, I, I'm It's because I'm you're a fine interview with a keen eye for astronomy and all things space. That's why I think you got the nod, George. Well, you know, I've kept, I've kept my knowledge <laughs> hidden, very well hidden for a long time. Uh, but oh, joking aside, it was honestly possibly one of the most interesting interviews I've ever done it. The, the guy I spoke to was called Jack Hathaway. Yeah. And he was a NASA astronaut candidate. So that essentially means he, um, he beats tens of thousands of people to become uh, uh, a classmate of 10. Yeah. And over the next year uh, or two, he will be training at NASA, learning all the things an astronaut needs to know. And then after that, he's going to go to space. That is wild, isn't it? Like it, it, it's genuinely mental. Uh, why uh, halfway through his space training, he wanted to speak to me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I can't figure that one out. But what I, I do know is um, that in, 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 once his training's done, I was, I was asking, you know, where, where might you go? And he was like, well, it could be the International Space Station. It could be Mars. It could be the moon. It's mind blowing. See, I've got so many questions that I want to ask you about it but I feel like I feel like you are going to ask Jack the questions so let's hear George's chat with NASA astronaut candidate Jack Hathaway the training is about to start or you, you may well have started it um in order to become a, a an, an astronaut is going to be another two years can you tell us a bit about what's in store uh in in, in over the next two years for you 
Sure. Over the next two years, training to be a NASA astronaut candidate actually starts in January for me. I got a couple of weeks uh, to go wrap up my old life before I come down here and start my new life. Uh, but it's a two-year training pro pipeline like you talked about. We're going to spend a lot of time learning the systems of the International Space Station. There's a lot of complexity, a lot of uh, a lot going on up there. And we're going to really dive into the books and learn uh, to a minute detail how all those systems work uh, for, in case we get the opportunity to go up there. Uh, we're also going to spend some time learning uh, how to fly the T-38 uh, trainer jet uh, that we operate here at uh, Ellington Field at, at NASA. Uh, and that's so uh, both the pilots uh, and the non-pilots can start working as a team in a scenario where there's challenges, there's real-life consequences in the aircraft. Uh, it's a real good opportunity to operate in a high-performance environment uh, as a team with your fellow uh, NASA astronaut candidates. Uh, another thing we're going to work on is robotics. Obviously, there's a robotic arm uh, that's up on the space station. There's lots of uh, robotics that are going to be part of uh, the future moon missions as part of Artemis and potentially even further on. Uh, so that's going to be a big piece uh, of, of our learning uh, step as well. We also do some language training and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, but one of the things I'm most excited about uh, is the uh, spacewalking training. Uh, so they're going to spend some time teaching us uh, how to get into the spacesuit, uh, I, I don't know how familiar you are, but they have just a giant pool here and a whole mock-up of the International Space Station is underwater in that giant pool. Uh, and they drop us in there in the spacesuit uh, and we practice walking around, really floating around uh, on the space station, hand over hand, uh, doing the types of maneuvers uh, that we're going to have to do when we do spacewalks. Uh, I, I'm just I'm super excited about that. I don't know how you can prepare for something like that. It's just what a, what a great what a great opportunity. Oh my word, that just sounds, it sounds like something from a movie. It just, I mean, that just sounds incredible. I mean, but also Jack, that's a lot to learn in two years. Like there's a lot to, you're going to be working hard. I think I'll, I'll be working hard. Uh, I'll, I've got a solid team here though. Like I said, I'm part of 10 astronaut candidates. The whole astronaut office here, there's uh, 44 of those. Uh, there's an incredible number of retired astronauts uh, that we can rely on, uh, but also NASA's huge. Right, we've got these great teams of scientists and engineers and experts. The divers that work in that underwater space spacewalk practice that I'm talking about, like it's it's not just me having to learn a lot of stuff in one year. I've got this incredible team of instructors uh, and, and and tutors and assistants and and engineers and divers, and those guys are gonna they're gonna help us through the whole way. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm excited about the challenge. Maybe it's some hard work, but. Uh, NASA's got an incredible team to help us get through it. I can imagine. Um, and once your training's done, you may get the, the chance to travel to the space station, to the moon, or who knows where, beyond. Um, is there a destination that you've really just got your heart set on that you would just love to go to? Uh, the destination that I have in my, I don't, I, it's hard to say. I, whatever NASA opportunity, whatever opportunity they give me to go to space, I'm going to say yes, please. Yes, can I go again? Uh, sure. If I get to go to the space station, that'd be wonderful. Like being able to orbit the Earth, to see see the beauty of the Earth, to see all the places around the world uh, that I've been, that I haven't been, that I want to go to, uh, to see humanity from that kind of perspective. Absolutely amazing, right? Like what an incredible opportunity. The opportunity to go to the moon, like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. That'd be just wonderful, right? There's incredible incredible people that have done that before just a small number uh that challenge would be awesome going to the gateway around the lunar surface to support the guys going down on the moon i'd love that opportunity uh one of the best things that have happened to me in my life is to be part of incredible teams 
Uh, so if I can be that guy that enables the next woman or the first woman and the first person of color to land on the moon because I'm the guy up in the gateway making all that happen. I mean, that would be just an incredible honor. Uh, so I, I don't I don't have one particular destination. I want to go to space. I'm excited about it. I'd love the opportunity, whatever I can do to advance the exploration of the of the solar system. But what a wonderful opportunity. Amazing. Um, I've got two more questions for you, Jack. Um because firstly, uh, on uh, February the 14th, Fun Kids is sending a message to space and it's going to be filled with hopes and aspirations of all of our listeners. And it's going to be, I guess, a love letter from Earth. And it's going to be simulcast across our station, across the nation on the, on the airways, but then sent to the stars where it will move at the, the speed of light until the, well, the end of the universe itself. And my penultimate question, Jack, is if, if you could send a message out there into space, um, what would you what would you send? I guess I would send two messages out into space if I could. I would say if you're out there listening, uh, we're the human race. We're excited about exploring the universe. Uh, we can't wait to see what's out there. Uh, and then I'd send one back to Earth to say, uh, if you are thinking about going to space, if you were thinking about adventure and exploration in your life, dream big. There's so many great opportunities out there. Uh, you can do whatever you want to do. Put the hard work in. Uh, and, and you'll get to get to have all these incredible experiences too. Well, uh, my final question, Jack, you just answered it. I was going to say, uh, you know, there's going to be kids listening right now who have got big dreams, whether that's like you when you were younger to be an astronaut or whatever it might be. And um, I was going to, I was going to ask, what would you say to them about making it reality? And I guess you just answered that. I'll throw out one more thing if I can though. Like if you please do, Jack. Uh, find whatever you love, like there's no one way to be a NASA astronaut uh, you can, there's some of us are pilots, some of us are bioengineers, there's physicists, there's been school teachers, there's engineers. Uh, but what we all have in common is that we found something that we loved. Uh, I've always wanted to be a pilot. I've always wanted to fly. I joined the Navy to fly. And then I was like, man, I could also be an NASA astronaut too as well. Uh, but find something you love and then work hard at it. Uh, if you find something that you love and you work hard, just about anything can happen. Uh, and uh, I'd love to look forward and watch people grow. Uh, when they're doing something they love and working hard at it. Jack, it's been uh, uh, not just a pleasure, but an honor to to chat with you. Um, you are uh, an inspiration to all of our listeners, to myself and, uh, you know, uh, everybody out there. And best of luck with the next couple of years of training. It sounds like it's going to be intense and uh, even more luck for the incredible journey that, that lies ahead after your training. Um, Jack, take care. Have a lovely day. Thanks. You too. George, you weren't wrong. That is, that was an amazing chat with Jack. Yeah, I mean, what a genuinely, you know, we're lucky to speak to some really cool people, but he was inspirational because he dreamed as a kid. He dreamed as a kid of going to space and becoming an astronaut. And now he has worked really, really hard his whole life, done some incredible things and uh, is now about to live out his dream and, and will be heading to space after his training. See, that is the sort of success stories and the inspirational things we want people to take away from the Fun Kids Meets podcast, to take those stories and to save them in their brain so it inspires them to work hard to achieve their dreams. Well, it, exactly that. And, and I found it inspiring just listening to somebody talk about how hard they've worked and, and, and following their dreams. I think that's the other thing he mentioned. You know, if you have a dream to do something, well, well why, why, why just dream about it? Go and make it happen. Um, and that was that was fascinating and, and how he had to work so hard to get to where he's at. But I also also find it quite scary. The fact that I now don't get me wrong. Jack is a clearly a, 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 a 
incredibly clever guy, but he is just like under two years to learn how to be an astronaut. Now, in my mind, Sean, you need a lot longer than two years to learn like how to fly a rocket, how to live in space, how to like fix the International Space Station, um, how to do spacewalks. Like that's a lot to learn in two years. Jack's obviously a genius, George. Jack's obviously a genius. Before, before we end the podcast, I've got a couple of questions I'm going to ask you. Yeah. If we were going to send you to space, where are we sending you? Where um, would you like to go? We, we, you get to choose. Well, well, I know here's the thing. I know if you ask, like, say you ask like my family, like, where would you um, like George to go? They would be like Pluto because it's, it's <laughs> the furthest away from Earth. Um, it would take me probably my whole life to get there. So that would probably suit them. Personally, I just think that it, whilst obviously it would be amazing to be like the first person to go to the, the Mars or whatever, I just think you can't look past the moon. Like it's it's just that iconic thing, isn't it? Because you can stand on the moon and look at look at look at Earth and be like, oh, I live there. Oh, yeah. Hello, Earth. I think that would be pretty cool. So I would quite like to go to the moon. But you know what, Sean? Mm. I thought Jack's answer was that was the other thing about him. So inspiring to go. Well, I quite like to go to the moon. I quite like to go to Mars. But actually, if I can facilitate, uh, you know, the first uh, 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 woman to, you know, to go there and I can be the, the guy that's flying the spaceship and let her go. Well, that would be a dream too. I was like, wow. I mean, not Top only boy, is this guy, um, incredible, but he's that humble to, 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 to say something like that. So, uh, he's kind of just showed me up because I've just, uh, gave a, a much more shallow answer. Really. <laughs> well, if you've been listening to the podcast guys, and you have been inspired by the space stories and maybe you want to get involved with mission transmission, then get over to the Fun Kids website because we are sending your messages to space. It's a record-breaking situation. It's the first time ever a radio show is going to be beamed into space. And if you want to be a part of it, if you want your voice on it, you can send your messages to us over at funkidslive.com. George. Sean, by the way, where, 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 what about you? Where do you want to go in space? Oh, Saturn. Always been Saturn. I'm fascinated by Saturn. I think it's the prettiest one. I know exactly what Saturn looks like without having to Google it. And yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's, yeah, I love that. Love it. a huge fan of Saturn. Just be chilling in the Saturn's rings. Oh, yeah, the rings. Di- yeah. No, dice, I didn't know it had rings. Dice, yeah. Dicing with death is like those big icy asteroid and meteoroids just almost smash into us but i think that would be pretty cool it would be and you know you can listen to the kids pop kids version of my universe the official <laughs> anthem of mission transmission all the way there that yeah but yeah <laughs> good shout george good shout uh, so yeah funkidslive.com is where you need to go to send us your messages uh, we'll send into space we'll be back next week with more interesting and excellent people we'll see you then bye bye Thirteen-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist, and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback.
Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.